Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. At Emergent, we're committed to transforming leaders, teams, and organizations to perform at their highest potential. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. Ralph, I want to talk to you today about the continuum of being whelmed, underwhelmed, or overwhelmed. (laughs) What do you think about that term, whelmed? Well, I I love it because I don't even know if it's a word, so I I like it even better. But what I love about it is, particularly this time of year, many of our clients, friends, and family seem to be overwhelmed. Mm. They seem to be oversubscribed. They seem to be under stress. And it seems like if we could help them reduce their suffering by getting them to whelmed, we'd be doing them a great service. Yeah, I I so agree. You know, I think the word busy, you know, we've written about that. We've spoken about that, how it's overused. This idea of whelmed gives us an anchoring point on a continuum. Nobody wants to be underwhelmed. We want to be highly engaged and interested in the work we're doing and fulfilled. But this space of, of overwhelmed, right? What do we do to dial it back so we can be in that sweet spot of Whelmed. I love the word, the uh, sweet spot of whelmed. And I think it's it's really finding balance, right? Finding the balance between, and we've talked a lot about this in our Lead Forward program, between expending energy and renewing energy. Mm. And I think one of the challenges that people have, particularly towards the end of the year, is they schedule their time as if they have infinite capacity. Mm-hmm. And they fill it not with a balance of activities, they fill it with things that are often focused on energy expenditure. And they forget the rest and the renewal piece. And so that puts them generally in a state of overwhelmed. I mean, rarely are we having people this time of year being underwhelmed, right? Or not engaged enough. I mean, that that can happen, right? If you're not passionate enough about what you're doing. But I love what you said, the sweet spot. How do we find that sweet spot of being whelmed? So there's this relationship between the expenditure of and the renewal of energy. Let's talk a little bit about energy, because I think that can be kind of a wishy-washy space, right? We have different understandings, maybe, of from the scientific community and physics. There's an understanding of what energy is. And from a spiritual sense, there's what energy is. We have a physical energy, right? And we have an emotional, social energy. And I think we're going to frame those as forms of intelligence in our conversation today, But I'd like to borrow a definition from Dr. Bruce Schneider in his book, Energy Leadership. He speaks of energy as being the potential people have for success in life. He frames it almost like physics would look at kinetic energy as potential, as potential. I like that, you know, potential energy, potential output. Yes. And, you know, how do we maximize our potential output so that we can do it again and again and again, yes, which, yes, which yes. would go back to uh, another favorite author of ours, Dr. Uh, Stephen Covey, who, mm-hmm. who talked about effectiveness, right? Effectiveness is being able to do something again and again and again. It's sustainable. It's not a one-shot deal. And so I love sharing ideas that help people maximize their potential output, right? So I know where I get it messed up or in the weeds quite often is the basics of that time and energy management and you know setting myself up for success you know just each week i've watched you i feel like you've mastered this space ralph what would you share with me and others about setting your week up for success to manage your time and energy 
more effectively. Well, I appreciate the compliment. And I certainly have been committed to this process of weekly planning. Yeah. What's that look like? Well, what it looks like and, and what it feels like is that at the end of each week, and I'm going to be very prescriptive here, Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. When I think of weekly planning, I'm thinking of a Sunday to Saturday period. And the reason I'm thinking about that is includes all of your life, your whole life, all the roles you mm-hmm. play from a balance and an integration perspective. It's not just about work time. It's all inclusive. And it starts there. And I mortgage about 20 minutes of either a Saturday or Sunday at my kitchen table or island Mm. planning the week so that I can balance my time and energy to hit this sweet spot of whelm. You've ritualized it. I have ritualized it. I mean, I, it typically happens on Sunday morning after I've done my morning meditation and reading. Sure. It happens in a space where I can be reminded of the importance of work-life integration. Love that. that, That I'm just not a worker. I'm just not a husband. I'm just not a father. I'm all of these things, typically accompanied by a cup of coffee, where I really reflect on the context of my life before I start populating the content. And I think what happens when people don't do weekly planning, when they're not as intentional about it, they go to the content first. And that's how we get to overwhelmed. That's how we get to oversubscribe. That's how we get to that busyness badge of courage because the content is not aligned or connected to the context of our lives. I love that. I think one small piece I've done successfully is right around what you're talking about. I I revisit my values every week and that's my starting point. The analogy to me is almost like being a, a chemist. The periodic table of elements is what you're creating from what you're working from values are those elements of my week. And if I forget to be creative, if I forget to be appreciating my team, I get overwhelmed. It's a great place to start. You know, I include my values and and I actually, I have a statement, a declaration. I will make conscious choices guided by the following seven values. And those conscious choices include creating my weekly plan. But I also start with my vision or purpose statement. You know, what, what's my purpose? You know, what's my calling in this life, if you yeah, will? Yeah. So that context creates the purpose and meaning by which then I, I'm, I'm the artist. You know, there's, there's three archetypes that I think actually help in getting to whelm. First, it's the meditator. We mm. need to create this quiet space so that we can get real clear on what's most important to us. And then there's the artist and the artist creates those things. And then there's the warrior and the warrior needs to make tough choices with time blocking. You know, we've talked in previous podcasts about saying no, you know, essentialism, but it's difficult to say no if you don't have a burning yes deeper inside. It's difficult to say no if you don't have a game plan that aligns with your purpose and values, it's difficult to say no if you have no space. You don't even have the pause, right? So I think all of these things, kind of context before content, in really ritualizing this weekly planning. And what what I didn't say is, you know, what I love about the weekly plan, and I learned this from the Franklin Covey organization, Mm -hmm. is that connects 
your long-term vision and strategy with your day-to-day. In photography, it's like your wide-angle lens <laughs> that connects where you're going with the day-to-day activities that will get you there. You mentioned the lead forward work that we do, some of the underpinnings there around these four intelligences that we want to make sure that we're including, I think, regularly at a daily level. Those four intelligences are spiritual, what's meaningful to us, purpose, values, meaning. The second one is physical, whoever we're leading, whether we're leading a whole organization, a team, or being the leader of our own time and energy. It's a physical activity. Absolutely. We mentioned the cognitive or mental, and then the emotional social. Let's talk about how leaders best do that in an inclusive way. They include all four of these intelligences on a regular basis daily. And I think that's where we sometimes slip and move Mm -hmm. into overwhelm. I think, you know, just to take a, a small step backwards, I think we believe at Emergent that leadership is an energetic activity. Yeah. It includes these four levels of energy or intelligences. And we want to pay attention to each of these in an integrated and balanced way. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means being clear on our purpose and values on a daily basis. It could mean doing a little bit of meditation, a little deep work to really make sure that we're on purpose in the things that we're doing. It's building time to move. Mm -hmm. Time to hydrate, right? It's making sure that we're getting enough sleep. The one thing that I've had dialed in for the last eight to 10 years is eight hours of sleep almost every night. So I bring my full energy to my important activities. Mm. But then we're, everything that we do is interdependent. And so we want to make sure that we're proactively making deposits into the emotional bank accounts of key stakeholders, key people in our life. That's why I I do my weekly planning in the kitchen, because I want to look at the entirety of my life and I don't want to forget my family, whom I'm providing for. And then mentally, right, this balance of are we spending enough time creating and analyzing, right? Not just analyzing what will work, but creating new things through our mental level of intelligence. And I think in reading, right, we, you know, it's often said that leaders are readers. Mm -hmm. Now, all readers aren't leaders, but all leaders are readers. Why? Because they're constantly exposing themselves to new ideas, new information that stretches that mental muscle that will help the organizations that they lead improve and grow and evolve. And reading becomes such a foundational way to expand, especially if we're reading outside of just one genre. But I I find travel does that too for so many people. We expose ourselves to other areas, other cultures, other ways of being? Probably my biggest growth happened 20 years ago when I was doing a lot of international work. Mm. When you travel anywhere else, you know, their customs, right? How they eat is not wrong. It's just different. And it exposes you to just a whole different way of experiencing the world, which I think helps you be more agile and more adaptable when things change and in what and what we know based on the last 18 months and but all of our lives things are constantly changing and so when we commit to renewal in these four levels of energy or intelligences daily right in an integrated way 
we're going to be more effective. We are going to have a greater chance of finding this sweet spot overwhelmed as opposed to being under or overwhelmed. In fact, underwhelmed, we're not on purpose, right? When we're underwhelmed and not engaged, it probably doesn't speak to us spiritually from a perspective of meaning and, and purpose. And so we have to find meaning in the activities or in the content of our calendar. So there's this fixed asset of time, 24 hours. We're all sharing that the same way. Blocking and tackling through an intentional, purposeful way of making sure that we're building time in these four intelligences. I wanna ask your opinion, energy, is that a fixed asset? Wow, that's a great question. I don't think it is. So yeah. I think time is, I think yeah, time yeah. is finite. Actually, we, we could on another podcast talk about the time doesn't even exist, but I think in the Western, world. Uh, it, it is finite, but I think energy has this unlimited yeah. nature of it. And, and in fact, you know, borrowing from Tony Schwartz, who was the co-author of The Powerful Engagement, he said, high performance is really based on managing energy, not time. Yes. And so when we think of getting to whelm, we need to have a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Our mindset must be different. And we need to look at this from the standpoint of how am I using weekly planning and time blocking to maximize my energy, my potential output, as opposed to managing time? The other thing that I, I'm fascinated by with time is that most of us overestimate what we can do in the short period. So we overfill our calendar yes. and we underestimate what we can do over the long term. And I think a lot of that has to do with energy. I think a lot of that has to do with weekly planning, time blocking. A lot of that has to do with our ability to say no to things because we have a deeper yes inside, which is really the spiritual intelligence. Of I love that. I love that. No, knowing what those deeper yeses are that we so desire sounds key in that. But we have to be able to block some space, block some time with those no's or not yet. Love it. So what's our call to action today, Ralph? What are we asking for our, our listeners to do to raise their potential, raise their energy and their effectiveness with their teams and organizations? I think there's a few things. First is build in some time and space for reflection to really know self and know what's important to self. Commit to a process of weekly planning. Yeah where you look at the context of your life before the content, ritualize it, invest your energy on a Saturday or Sunday planning for success the following week by identifying the essential things that will move you closer to your intended outcomes. And then use a calendar tool like Outlook or something to block the time. I think the most important commitments that we make are the commitments to self. Mm and committing to self-care, committing to renewal, committing to making connections Mm -hmm. with those people that are most important to us. If we don't get those in first, we won't get them in at all. And we will, in some cases, struggle to keep them in. So I think commit to that weekly planning, that time blocking, and then and then evaluate, celebrate your successes and learn from, right? People will overplan. They will underplan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they will say yes to things that they could have said no to. So evaluate at the end of the week and give yourself credit for committing to a new experiment. 
Love it. Yeah, I think it's really important is that review of the uh, initiative and the work that you do and have an openness to experiment with new techniques. Keep what works, have the willingness to experiment with new creative ideas to see where you can bring it. We either win or learn. Yeah. There is no losing. That'd we experiment and we either win or learn. Awesome. Thank you. And be sure to join us every other week here at the Get Emergent Podcast, where you will learn about strategies and ideas on how to increase your leadership and team effectiveness.